And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about marriage because I, I've been experiencing this for 29 years. By show of hands, how many of you are married? How many of you are married? All right. Keep it high. I mean, it might not be. I didn't ask if it's good or bad. Just right. All right. Then how many of you are not married? Put up your hand. So actually, you, you that your hands are up, you will benefit more from what I'm saying now. All right? Then how many of you are not married, but you would like to get married one day? Put up your hand. All right? All right? All right. How many of you are married, but you would like to get out of the marriage? <laughs> hey! What a shock. Look, marriage, and I'm talking about the God type of marriage, the God type of marriage. Amen? And then I'm also talking about the Christian home. We will look at what topic will be best for the recordings. The God type of marriage and the Christian home. Marriage is part of every day. I think sometimes in the church we make the mistake we don't really address everyday issues. Are you with me? You come sometimes for a very good or pumped up sermon with a lot of emotions and hype. But when you go back, you need to practice what the pastor taught you. Uh, otherwise, it's only for Sundays. But the teaching of the Lord is to use on an everyday basis. Are you with me? So that is why we will often mention in this church the issues of life, marriage, relationships, friendships, sexual issues, because it, it, it is things that happen every day. Are you with me? But we are fully aware that church people can also be pious in the sense you look so sophisticated and, 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 and if you're not experienced, you, you might make the mistake that this, the people you are talking to don't have problems. Do you see? But because I've been a Christian for so many years, serving the Lord and working in the church, I know things. Say, I know things. Not things, things. This is how we speak here in the Cape. Amen. We work for a lot. 
And when I, when I say some things that I'm going to say from the Bible, don't, I don't necessarily want to make anybody feel bad if you are not in line with the things that I'm mentioning. Fully aware also that Satan is around, demonic powers are working, curses are working, so your marriage might not always be as rosy and as the picture that I might paint or the stories I might tell. But don't be offended. God knows you. And God can take and, 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 and work with you from where you are and take you to a greater place. Amen? Marriage is under attack by the devil. It has always been. Because it is a God-instituted event. Amen? God-ordained event. It's been under attack for so many years. I'm not even going to go into what the New World Order wants to make that man can be with a man and a woman can be with a woman. I'm not, in, I'm not even going to touch on those things. I'm just talking about what, what the Bible says. Even in the normal marriage between a man and a woman, there's many problems and many challenges. So you young girls must listen to me carefully and you young boys because somebody once told me the greatest decision in life any man can make is to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. Then the person also went on to tell me the second greatest decision that you will ever make in your life is who you will marry. Why, pastor? Because it will mean bliss or heartache. Who you will marry. It's a very important decision. God, in his word, instructed the Israelites who to marry and who not to marry. Are you listening? I don't think you heard it. Let me talk to these people this time. God told the Israelites who they can marry and who they can't marry. I don't know why you get upset if your parents tell you that this man is not the right man for you or this girl is not the right girl for you because God told the Israelites who they should and should not marry. And every time when they didn't listen to him, they went into much trouble, despair and disgrace. Solomon's reign came to an end because of marriage to the wrong woman. Oh yes. Abram told his servant, go look for a bride for my son. Not here. These girls, they are not good girls. Look for a bride for Isaac. Go to that land over there. And find a woman there. This woman 
they are not good enough for him. And that's the story of Rebecca when she was serving in the fields and she came to feed not just the servant but the camels of the servant. And he said, this is the woman that will be the bride for Isaac. Amen. Let's read the word of the Lord in Genesis 2 verse 21 quickly. Genesis 2 verse 21. Maybe I'll do the NLT. It's nice. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Hallelujah. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed again the opening. So God made an operation and took out of man a rib. Next verse. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. And he brought her to the man. Go on. At last the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman. Adam named the wife a woman. Adam had dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. And his dominion was uh, cemented in his naming of the animals. Are you with me? Like if a dog belongs to you, you call the dog Rex or Jojo. Because it's your dog, isn't it? So we also named the woman. Woman. Because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Hallelujah. Go on, one more verse, 25. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And the preaching thereof. Amen. Now I can say a million things just from that very important scripture. Because I often stand at behind the pulpit and I officiate weddings. And I like to read that scripture also because it is the foundation of God's design for the human race. Amen. God had a plan for the human race. Man is always trying to interfere with God's plan. And that's why we have all the problems in the world we have today. This is God's divine order. A man shall marry a woman and they shall leave their parents and then they shall become one flesh and they shall be naked and there shall be no shame. Amen. Now what does that mean? I give you a five-fold pattern, five points on what God really designed for the human race. Number one, there should be one man and one woman. Hallelujah. One man and one woman. Now you will sometimes see in the Bible and in some cultures that you had one man with many women. In nature you see also many animals with one male and many females. 
it's, it's more common to see one male, many females. There are a few animals uh, that are uh, not polygamous. What's the other word? Huh? Monogamous. Monogamous, yes. Yes, I was watching Animal Planet yesterday, and they said the fox is one of the few animals and some birds that just takes one partner and stays with that partner for the rest of his life. Most of the animals don't stay faithful to one partner. That's why human beings come close to animals when they start sexing all around the place. There's an animal in you. But God's design, one man, one woman. Now, pastor, what about Moses and David and all these guys? I wonder how the man of God say this, and I never forgot it. God, let me just get the right phrase he used. He said, God never blessed polygamy. God permitted it. He allowed it. But he never blessed it. Do you see? And for every polygamous relationship, polygamy means you can have more than one wife, okay? In some cultures it's like that. For every polygamous relationship in the Bible, in the Bible, there was always trouble. Always. Hagar, Sarah, fighting, woman fighting, running away, David, Bathsheba, murder, lying. You see, God allowed it, but he never blessed it. Come on, huh? I'm talking to the men, so to listen to what I'm saying, right? One man, one woman. Pastor, but won't, won't I be attracted to other women? Yes, your animal nature will surface in you. Are you hearing me? And you know, let me tell you something, Breakthrough Ministries, when you face the truth, you'll be better prepared for the temptations that come in your life. Look, I'm very committed to my wife. My wife is very beautiful, and I'm very committed to her, but I'm not, I'm not aloof to the fact that Satan can tempt me with another beautiful woman. Are you with me? But when we start to talk as, as if these things won't happen, I'm a man of God. That's when it becomes dangerous. Bring my stuff down. I think it's nice to walk on the blue carpet. So if, you, if your marriage is nice, don't ever think it's going to stay nice all the time. Huh? Get ready for war. Get ready for spiritual war. I'm not talking about you and the wife. I'm talking about forces outside. Are you with me? Pray about it. Pray for yourself. Pray against lust and temptation because that is the problem that most men have. So you ask me, Pastor, were you, did you ever see other beautiful women? There's nothing wrong with my eyes. 
You know, we used to watch sometimes, you know, when we were younger, these beauty pageants, Miss South Africa, Miss Universe. Then when I see all the girls, I tell my wife, that one is the winner. But the show had just started. And at the end, when I come back and I say, so who won? She said, the one you said is the winner one. I said, I can see beauty from far. That's why I saw her. Sit down, sit down. So, so you, will f you will fight these battles as a man. Uh, and, and, and today I don't want to go into, time will not allow me. You, you, need to, you need to discipline your flesh strong. It's my phone here because I put a scripture on my phone. You need to discipline your body very strong. You can't just go after your feelings. Do you see? Your marriage is going to be spoiled. Yeah. I, I'm sure women also would like sometimes to, you know, um, unfaithfulness is, 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 it comes easier to a man, I believe. It's easier, you know, because of the nature, how he's designed. He's a procreator. He must go and make more babies. He must, he must populate the world. But you see, when your marriage gets... And, and young people, listen to me. Don't think you're not married. It's going to come to you. All these things I'm talking about. Uh, when you are a woman and the husband becomes familiar to you, you see, he doesn't treat you so nice anymore. You know, when you went out the first time, he opened the car's door for you. Yes. He helped you off the steps, isn't it? Hey. But now he's walking there and you're coming there saying, You're a common to star. So when the relationship gets older, they say this, they say this. When you see a man opens the door of a car for a woman, then one of two things. The car is new. Or the woman is new. You get it? Either the car is new or the woman is new. I'm saying, I'm saying that to say that even the woman, a woman, you're not you're not, what's the right word? You're not free from also the temptation of, my, my first uh, point is one man, one woman. I'm still talking about that. You're not free from that temptation. And it might not be, my wife tells me all these things because I'm not a woman. I don't know. She talks to me about what's the difference. Because I always ask her, does women also want to have many sexual partners? She says, she says, and you woman must tell me if she's right, it's more a sense of the person makes you feel good and important. You know? So you give your body as a sexual tool, but it, it's not, that, that satisfaction is not so a great desire in you. It's more that this man treated me so nice. Uh-huh. Do you understand? 
So the more we men mistreat a woman with, with this uh, familiarity, the more the guy at work is going to tell her, just like Mateta Mui Ua. One day a man said to my wife, you got very nice eyes. I was standing there. I remember that we were at some event party and we were dressed nice and then he passed by and he stopped and he said, he saw me, he saw the husband. I don't think it was, I don't think he was flirting with my wife, but you know, some men just have to be honest. And he said, wow, lady, you've got beautiful eyes. But after he said that, I also went to look again at my wife's eyes. And I realized, but she's got beautiful eyes. If you have time, go look at her eyes today. It's like sometimes it's green. Sometimes it changes. If the weather changes, then the eyes also change. And I'm sure when he said that to her, Something went through her. Because he gave her a compliment. Do you understand? Because me for I. I have stopped noticing the nice things. And I, and I stopped saying about, I didn't mention her eyes. Somebody else had to mention her eyes. It was after that that I started saying to her always, you have very beautiful eyes. Now, I don't, such so, so quickly, I don't know, I don't know, I, I can only learn from the experience of my own, as a man, I'm a man, my wife is a woman, so I ask her a lot of questions. What do women experience, what do, and that's where I glean a little bit of I'm from. Some of you sitting here might have a slightly different and unique experience. You also get the strange woman. Huh? The one that catches the man with sexual, uh, Solomon warned, Solomon was warned by his father, you know, about the strange woman, discern her. Uh, if she's used to having a lot of sex, then it's easy for her to take you and also give you sex. But, but without going too deep into the psychology behind it is, there are many reasons why they do that. But they will destroy your life. The Bible talks of the warish woman, the strange woman. She seeketh your life and she will make you a piece of bread. Yeah. Satan is alive and well. And he works to destroy. But I'm talking about God's pattern. It's one man, one woman. And now you must stay with that woman till death you do part. Do you see? The woman won't stay the same, and neither will you. As you grow older, your shape changes. Your skin changes. 
the smoothness is it goes is gone employer has come yeah and must i tell you something chesney it goes so quick the day you see yourself in the mirror you ask yourself where has all the years gone You young girls probably don't know that the older ladies also look like you. No, 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 no. They look nicer than you. You can now say the ofro, but that ofro she looked when she was your age. She was more sexy than you. Oh, yes. The sands of time, the sands of time, they blow, and your chains. But stay with your wife, stay with your husband, one man, one wife. Learn. We should actually do more marriage classes. Learn the strengths of a husband and the strengths of a wife. Also learn. the weakness of a husband and the weakness you see if you don't know you have a problem with with lust you will not pray against it and you will not work yourself against it are you with me you you must my father used to say never walk close to the edge he always used to tell us don't try to see how close to the edge you can walk it's like you take a beautiful girl with you and then you say ah, i i won't i won't fall into sin man You see because I read the Bible and I pray you see you walking on the edge So put certain things in place you know as a man because of your weaknesses and your wealth your wife can actually help you with your lustful problems Actually the wife must help you a lot Yeah she should not make you hungry for food outside If you eat a lot at home, you won't eat at other people's places. Do you understand? Now, how can you eat a lot at home if the wife does not play her part with you? You see, she's not feeding you. I'm talking about food, but I'm also talking about something else, but because of the children here, you must just try to figure out what food I'm talking about. All right? I just look at food if you come home there's always a cooked meal there's always a uh-huh that's why we always say hey when we play golf then we say don't eat a lot guys because my wife has got a big cooked meal at home and if i come she's not going to be happy because she spend the time preparing the meal are you with me but if you know the wife is not going to give you food then you're going to scarf over any food you can get on the way So you ladies must listen and be very careful you know when you come with this headache excuses and uh, oh not today i'm so tired Bishop Dag writes a beautiful book called Moral Marriage it talks about dutiful sex allow me to talk 
you know the children, they do bad things at schools. Don't, don't, I'm talking in a church environment and I'm talking healthy to you. Yeah. Talks about dutiful sex. You don't have to have a feeling always to do things with your husband. I'm talking about the married life, okay? Don't, don't get other ideas with your husband. So you, you give what you call dutiful. I don't, I don't want to do it. I, don't, I feel this, this. Work, work it so that there's enough. Uh-huh. And then the other side, of course, is the man, he must also come with understanding. So it's a, it's a balanced thing. Amen? That can make it work. So the wife mustn't think that you will only look at her. You see, this, this uh, hypocrisy must come to an end. You are, you are designed to see beauty. You're designed like you have eyes. That's why God gave you eyes. But it doesn't mean that you have to go there. You stay with Rebecca. And Rebecca will stay with Isaac. So you can't just let your passions run wild. And say, Pastor, I can't listen. Us amal it lis, brother, man. Us amal it lis. Maar ons moet ons beheer. We must control ourselves. Now it's a maskin. When you met her, she was a Coca-Cola bottle shape. But after a while, she became like a Coca-Cola can. But the Bible is clear. You must be happy with, with the portion that God gave you. And that Coke can or the dumpy Coke is your portion. You can ask anybody here that has fornicated or that has gone to adultery and sleep with another woman. That five minutes of pleasure was only there for a while. And afterwards, there's more pain in your psychological mind and in your heart for what you have done and how it has brought hurt to your family and to your children. Rather stay with the devil that you know. And all you divorces and people that have gone through mistakes, please understand what I'm trying to do today, all right? It doesn't mean because you made a mistake, I mustn't help the others also. God is going to give you another good husband. Amen? A good husband. Because that time maybe you went too quick. But I also show you that if the two don't have God as the center point, that is when you, you move away from each other. Let me, let me go on. Time won't allow me, but actually I can talk a lot about this. We should have a marriage seminar and get a nice place where we can go and uh, have a swimming pool where we can swim with our bathers. They have these lycra bathers, one side fit all. Number one, one man, one wife. So all you young people, and in this church, we encourage getting married young. I heard the bishop's wife speak to you guys about getting married, right? And I, and I, and I like what she said. She said, your, your, your flesh is not strong enough to wait for four years. Do you see? So you've got to be loved. Now you say, all right, you must study. You must first find a job. Your flesh is not strong enough. So what, what we encourage you is, don't wait till you have a house, till you have a car. No, 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 no. Start small. 
But to beat the desire of the flesh, marry the woman that you are with, that you are courting. Don't wait so long. You will have a house one day, you will have a car, you will have, but then you skip fornication and adultery. And God's blessing is on you. Yeah. So in our church, listen again, listen again. The other day I rebuked two children who don't listen to me. We know that as you become 14, 15, 13, 14, 15, you, your, your, your hormones change, you start to look for a husband, you start to look for a wife, and the girls at school, they choose wrong partners. Are you with me? Because uh, the pressure is very strong on the school children. And then they take a good rugby player or a good this. He's, a, he's the cat. He's the cat at school. He's got earrings and his underpants is hanging out. Hey! And then he says he likes you, but he told uh, 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 20 other girls that he likes them. And you, <laughs> you silly girl. So the church's policy, listen, the church's policy is we don't want children at school to have relationships. Because number one, that's not the reason why you went to school. You went to study so that you can have a better future. You might like people, there's nothing wrong, but there's nothing like boyfriend, girlfriend. No, 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 no. You can still do it and come to this church. I won't chase you away, but just be aware then that I gave you an instruction and you didn't take it. And if you, if you feel the hurt and the pain, it's not that I didn't warn you. I wash my hands in unskilled. I'll say I wash my hands because I warned you. So what we, what we have here, also we have school children like this one, Stan. She was at school. She spoke to me the other day. She said, I said, when do girls start liking boys? And she told me, from 14. Is it right? More or less, yeah. So she liked this young boy here. <laughs> now I want to show you good examples. Then I said to, to them, no boyfriends and girlfriends at school. Focus on your studies. Also to him, so they said, right. So as soon as they, they get matric, they finish, you know, they're not so happy about the matric certificate and that they want to come to tell me, Pastor, I'm finished now with school. <laughs> Is it okay now that we can have a relationship? Because they, they, they like each other. It's not wrong to like. Your nature, your nature makes you like that. But there's nothing like I'm going out. I'm going here. One day a boy came to my house to take my daughter out. And I said, I, he said he wants, I said, what do you want here? He said, I want to take your daughter out. I said, why take her out? She lives in the house. <laughs> then he first told me they want to go and eat something. I asked him, do you think I don't have food in my house? <laughs> Are you crazy? Somebody is going to be crazy. Then he tried something else. He said, no, sir. Uh, uh, we want to watch a movie. I said, I've got the big screen here in my house. She watches movies all the time. I said, get away here. When you have more sense, you come back. 
When you have more sins, you come back. Now, many of you girls, you don't have a father because of some mistakes your mother made. All right? And if you want to receive me as a father and you lived in my house, what I did for my daughter is what I'm telling you today. Leave this nonsense of boyfriends while you're still at school. Stop cutting your dresses up in your backyard. Dress properly like a school child. Finish. Wait, wait, wait. Leave me. Finish your studies. You, are, you, you can have all this glamour and the friends and then you're going to live in a Wendy for the rest of your life. Or you can focus on your school, get your degree, go to university, go to Technicon and have a bright future because education is a good way out of poverty. Are you hearing me? Now when you come to university... Now you meet a nice gentleman that's also studying. A man who's on university has some vision and direction. But now you already gave your bonbons to Jacklas, Yevram. <laughs> and to Gateway. He's sitting on the palaces. Takes you to the taxi in the morning to go work and then he gets you again when you come back from the taxi. And all day he was sitting on the palaces with his friends. Because you wouldn't listen when I told you. Don't get in relationships while you're at school. And don't think that you will never meet a man. Don't be crazy. You'll meet the right person is waiting for you. Actually, to be honest with you, your husband is already born. He's somewhere in the world. Because you normally marry somebody your, your age, right? Or plus minus a few years difference. So he's already there. It's not that he must still be born. So what you actually can do, mothers and fathers, pray for your children's husband or your children's wife. Because she's somewhere in the world. Pray that she doesn't get involved with many sexual partners and eventually you get a, child, you get a son-in-law or daughter-in-law that's been abused and misused. Is this too deep for you? So when I met my wife, one of the first things I wanted to know, what is your past? Who tasted from your apples? I want, because I wasn't going to settle for you know, I'm just telling you my experience. Please, don't, don't get hurt. But what helped me a lot, I had a good father and a mother. And there was no talk of a girlfriend in my house. Yeah. So when I met my wife, we were both 19 years old. Then my father heard about the, that I liked her. And then he said, no, she's a church girl. I like her. Finish. And when I went to her house also, the mother and father... There were some other boys also coming to visit her because of her beauty, you know. But the father didn't let any of them sit in his house. But when he saw me, he said, man of God. Sit down. So, so, so it was a good joining. 
But despite your past and your mistakes, let's start again. We can start again. Amen. And then when you choose one person, stay faithful. Uh, know that you're going to get temptations. Fight it. Uh, don't be alone with other women. Don't be closing your phone when you go to sleep at night. Leave it there. Your wife will search through your phone the first few times, and when she sees there's nothing to hide, they won't search again. But I know many of you have passcodes on your phone, isn't it? Married people, you don't want your wife to see your phone, isn't it? And your wife, you don't want your husband also to see your phone. You see, that's not Christian. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. One wife. Then number two, Number two. Is anybody getting something from this? Leaving and cleaving. That's the pattern, God's pattern for marriage. Maybe it's the short sermon I must preach. I won't get to the others. Number one, one wife, one one husband. Eh? One man, one woman. So now if it's one man, one woman, and you're going to be together for so many years, make it interesting for one another. Make it nice. Don't be, don't be fighting all the time. Why does a husband and wife fight so much? Must I tell you? Yes. You never dreamt when you took this princess that she's going to be fighting with you, isn't it? And she would even say that she hates you. Sometimes she says she loves you and then suddenly she says she hates you. Is there any other man that can agree with me that sometimes you have experienced this bipolar, uh, borderline personality disorder one day? But it's normal. It's normal. Okay. And I'll tell you what I think. I think in the Bible, the Lord made it clear, you see, that the husband, the, when, when, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, Adam was cursed. His curse was that he will work hard and the sweat will run from his brow, but he wouldn't earn much. Uh-huh. Then the woman would bring forth children in pain. Uh, medical science, wisdom has tried to reduce the pain, epidurals and stuff, but even when the epidural is out, the pain is there because you were cut like a piece of meat to get the baby out. Uh, it was never intended like that, but because of the disobedience. Then the, the other one is a curse that I, I picked up. He says to the wife, your desire shall be for your husband. Now the word desire there in the, in the Hebrew is pashuach. It's the same word that is used when he says to Cain, your desire, uh, uh, he talks about Satan's desire, sin lies at your door. He says to Cain, his desire is for you. You see, what is it? The desire to control. Uh, sin wants to control you, Cain. The pasuach is for you. So for the woman also, the desire to control your husband, you shall have. But there's a contradiction. He shall rule over you. Are you with me? So most women sitting here under the sound of my voice, you, when you get into the marriage, you stand in the, by the altar, you say nice things, I'll submit to you, pa. But when you enter... 
then that curse comes on you. That you think, this foolish husband, let me control this marriage. Let me tell the children what to do. Let me decide the color of the paint. Let me do da 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 da. It's the curse that's working. The curse that's working on your life. Yeah. You shall desire him. Now, a curse, when the, when the Lord talks about a curse, it's not, a curse is nothing nice. So that desire couldn't be nice. It couldn't be a nice desire. In other words, we're going to have sex together. It's a nice desire. No, that one is desire to control. Do you see? If you have that understanding, it makes you live longer with a woman. So when my wife is, is, is under the curse, then I see her, then I say, hmm, the curse is working on this woman, bro. She can't help it. She can't help that sometimes she's a little bit obstropolous. And all women are like that. Is there anybody that, that agrees with me with what I'm saying? So now, this is what happens in the world, okay? But you must rule over. Now the husband, if he doesn't dwell with understanding, he abuses the rule over the woman. Then he can beat the woman with a fist, which is not godly. Uh-huh. Then you get woman abuse, GB, what? GBV, right? Gender-based violence, gender-based violence. I don't know why gender-based violence is always the man to the woman. It's never the woman to the man. But anyway, I'm not yet to talk about that. <laughs> then you, you over-abuse her. And then that's why some men beat women. Are you with me? But it's not like they beat you because you were sweet. The curse was working on you. And so the conflict is there. He wants to control you, but he does, he's not... He's not guided and protected by the Holy Spirit so he doesn't know how to do it then he slaps you I know things I know things he beats you, you have a blue eye you come to work they say, because your eyes so blue why is your eyes so blue? no, I walked into a pole you don't even want to say the husband beat you now that's the one extreme the other extreme is you can't handle this conflict. So you give in to her. And she becomes a Jezebel who controls the whole house. And there are many Jezebels sitting here today. Then you see what happens. Now in your marriage, you lie to the wife. Because she wants to control everything. Now you don't tell her where you're going. You don't tell her when you're coming. You lie to her. You say, I went here, but you were not there. So what actually then happens is you gave in and allowed her to control things. But the middle way is the best way, is to dwell with her with understanding. Don't, don't hit her, don't abuse her, but also don't allow her to control things. It's not God's pattern. It's not God's design. Oh, Jesus. I'm just, you know, the 1st of October falls on a Sunday this year. I don't know what year again it will fall on a Sunday, the day of my marriage anniversary. That's why I'm taking advantage to talk to you about getting married. Amen. 
Now, leaving and cleaving. He said in the book I read in Genesis 24, you shall leave your father and your mother and you shall cleave unto your wife and they shall be one flesh. Amen? There are four ways of leaving. Number one, physical. You leave physically. All right? But it's not the only way. I think it's the best way to get away from your mother and father where you can go live on your own, even if it's in a windy, if it's in the back of a yard, it's, a, it's okay. But to, to live with the parents is not the best thing. Some, some, some parents are prosperous. They can build extra places in the back of the yard for the children. But you see, to develop as a married couple, you need to be alone a little bit. Hmm? My mother and fa my, my, my uh, father-in-law and my mother-in-law wanted us to stay with them. I thought, nay, me bro. <laughs> so when I'm not in agreement with her, I can't scowl loud. You know, I can't, I can't raise my voice. Then she can go on. Yeah, it's everywhere else because it's her house, you see. It's her house. Ah, hey, you mustn't come here. I thought, no ways. I'd rather go live on a flat. But I'm leaving. I'm not, you're not going to stay there. No, the, the, the opposite is also if you stay by your father's house, then the, the, the woman, you find these difficulties. You find very difficult. Leave and cleave. So the one is physical. The other one is uh, economic or financial. Financial leaving and cleaving. Huh? Why is it only in this community that I see people are 35 years old and they still live off the mother's bread in the mother's house? Yer. Now you bring your wife there with three children, my yellow op umas a pension. Scam Zayoni. The Bible says you must leave and cleave. Any man who takes a woman out of his father's uh, parents' house, you must look after that woman. She mustn't be starving. Most women go back to their parents because the husband can't look after and provide for her. Isn't it? No. Economically strong. And this is where the woman come in. And thank God for my wife. My wife was a great financially helped to me all the years. I was a school teacher. My wife was a, was a de police detective. She worked with babies, abuse of children. So we worked together financially. We didn't have to stay in our parents' yard, in our parents' house. Amen? That's why you girls, if you take boyfriends at school, you're going to get pregnant, Right? Your job is just going to look after babies and stand in the line by symphony clinic. Your husband got a small job as a packer by ShopRite. That's why your economic future is not bright. Think, think, think what pastor is telling you. All right? You live financially. You live economically. Then you leave uh, influence, direction. You can also leave council of parents and other members of the extended family. Your parents say, no, you can't go to Breakthrough Ministries. We're from this Conquet, the Conchets, all the years. You must come here, but there's maybe nothing happening. There's no life. There's no born again. 
Uh -huh. So that's also a type of leaving for Jesus. Amen? And then the last leaving is you leave close friends. Marriages will never work well if you want to stick to the friends you had before you were married. Are you listening? You can't say, no, it's girls' night out. There's no such thing as a girls' night out when you are married. And the same with this boys, men going out and having parties. It's no such thing. Take your wife where you go. You know, when we got married, I saw a, 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 a mistake in, in our family where the, the husband came to drop the wife by, the pa, by her parents. Then he goes and he jump traps all over the city. Then in the night he comes back, then he fetches her from mommy. So I told my wife, we're not going to do that. We're not going to. If you visit your mother, go visit her and come home. These are the problems in this communities that I see. You must leave. You must leave. Now the husband must come from work. He must come to your, his mother-in-law's house for a plate of food. Nonsense. You must make food for your own husband. And if you can't make food, you will learn. Just fry an egg and bread. It's the nice. Can ask the men. That's one of the nicest meals. We don't always need rice. and Men are easy. Just fry me an egg with fresh white bread. Because I'm sick of brown bread. We grew up with just brown bread, so at least give me a piece of white bread with a fried egg, isn't it? The egg must make bubbles in the pan. <laughs> Ladies, are you hearing me? Learn to make food. If your food is salty, it, over time it will get better. Amen. And husbands, don't insult your young wives. Eat the salty rice and say, Mmm, so nice. <laughs> don't tell her my mother's rice was better than yours. Don't say that. My mother-in-law was a great cook, but after a while, my wife superseded her with cooking. No, you can ask those who, eat, who came to eat at my house. She just has five recipes, my mother-in-law. That long thing, that green. Huh? Green bean stew. What was it? The carrot and the Irish stew. As net stews, man, heel dag stews. What was the other end? Cabbage stew. And if she forget the pot on, then the, the, the meat is gone. It's only blara. But but learn and, and live together. Amen. Okay, last one quickly. Hey, my time is gone. I really wanted to share with you today. Now, leave your close friends. You can't have a, a, a friend of the opposite sex when you're married. 
Like this was your buddy at school, but he's a boy, and you were a lady. Are, are you crazy? One of the things that makes a man very wild because he's made as a warrior, you see, is the wife must belong to him. When you start, no, but we were always friends. You will, you, you will create murder in the man's heart. Yeah. So you ladies, once you take a man, if, even if he's balanced, I mean, I would just think, why, why would my wife go out to visit another man? It doesn't make sense. Huh? And why will I go visit another woman and say, oh, that's, that's my friend, I knew her before I knew you. Yes, it's true, you knew her before you knew your wife, but you must stop that now. You leave and cleave. Are you hearing me? Because if your marriage is not nice, look, you can come here every Sunday. Alpha and Omega. You go back there. It's better for you. So make that nice. Make the, make the marriage, the home, make the home a nice place to go to. Are you with me? All right, number three, number three. I'm going to close now. I'm going to close. Companionship. This is the, the, the fivefold pattern of God. Let's change the topic, right? So it's the fivefold. Number one, one man, one woman. Then God said, leave and cleave. I read it to you in Genesis, okay? Now, number three, companionship. He says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. 218. Huh? I will make a yard meet for him. So all you single ladies, all the single ladies, it's not good that you should be alone. And I, I, I prophesy that there will be many weddings in this church. Now, God said it's not good. And if God said it's not good, then, it mustn't, then, it, then God is true. It, it's not good. So man needs a companion, isn't it? Woman needs, and that is what my wife always told me. It's not so much the sexual act, it's the companionship. Yeah, she told me that. I said, oh, we men, we want the act. She says, no. We, it's, it's there, but it's more a friend, a companionship. I need a companion. Because loneliness is not nice. Amen? Man was alone and God said, I'll make somebody to be with him. To help him. Hallelujah. Now you must laugh together with that companion. You must joke with one another a little. You can't just be serious, isn't it? You must tease one another. My wife likes to tease me. But when I tease her, then she gets angry. You know, I'm always trying to lose weight. It's a battle that we have after we've 30, then the bed. Then sometimes when we are walking or, then she, or driving, then she sees maybe a fat man. Then she says, look at Chris. <laughs> but that's the little bit of fun, the banter we have with one another. All right? Yeah, so don't, you mustn't be too serious. There must be some joke. Okay, number four, openness. I'm giving you the fivefold pattern. Openness, God's pattern for the marriage. Let your spouse know all about you to avoid surprises. Mistrust 
and suspicion. And they were both naked. And they were not ashamed. There are four ways to be open and naked. What is it historically? If you had another man in your life, maybe it's important you tell your wife or you tell your husband. So when he gets you one day in the street, he says, hey! Your husband says, who's this? Don't hide too much things. Are you with me? Historically, your past relationships, your children. Maybe you were married before and you come. I've heard many stories how the husbands don't want to acknowledge their children they made when they were frolicking at schools when I told them not to have girlfriends. Then they are married late in the marriage to another woman. Then somebody comes knocking at the door and says, you are my father. You knew about the child, but you kept everything quiet. Hmm? I remember I told you, watch this movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a documentary, huh? How great he was as a bodybuilder, then he became an actor, then he became almost like a, a governor. Do you know what ended his, his whole life? He had a child out, outside his marriage many years ago, but he never admitted. He knew it was his child. Look, you know. And then the child came to him and the child was big. And his wife that was married to him with four beautiful children, she couldn't take it. She tried to stay with him and eventually said she can't. She's going to leave because he kept that thing secret from her for all the years. She said she can't take it. She's gonna go. She tried. They tried. They really tried. It's on Netflix. You can watch that. Arnold. It's called Arnold. And then the third part, it's that thing that destroyed his whole life. He's got this beard. It doesn't look so glamorous anymore. Hey, when your wife leaves you, you look like a beggy. Yeah, the wife is very important to many men who look like a beggy. They'll strip you because the government supports the woman. GBV. They got next cranny. Be open. Be open about finances, your debts, your income, your assets, your obligations. Don't get married and then the husband finds later you have got a 80,000 rand uh, loan that you are still paying off. Hey! Be open. Be open about, there are four ways to be naked. I'm talking about they were both together naked and they were not ashamed. Naked historically, naked financially, naked physically. Physically, naked at home. Ladies, you must also make it exciting for your husbands to love you. Don't come to bed like looking like Bob Marley. <laughs> with a thick pajamas in summer. And a big hairdo over your head like a rasta. Charra. There's a certain tribe in the southern tip of Africa, they wear uh, the pantyhouse that you must wear on your, on your legs. They wear it on their head. They call it swilkos. So sometimes the husband gets a fright. 
You see, what you see now in church is not what it looks like at home. Am I right, Ashley? The other day I asked, you know, Tesli always dressed nice. So I told her, Tesli, I mean, you at church all the time. I wonder what it looks like at home because you're never there. You have to rush, you have to, and you have to dress, and you have to. There's no time still to pack things away. So I can just imagine her with this big thing around the head and the pajama pants. And poor Richard is getting the brunt of the litter. Dress nice. You see? Don't just dress nice for the church. Dress nice for other people. It's your husband that must see you look nice. Then you see, he comes closer to us and says, Wachman! You always dress nice for the other people to see you at work. But for him, the man that put the ring on your finger, you look like Peter Toss and Bob Marley. And, 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 and if she still has false teeth, brother. Oh. And then she removes the hair. They were both naked. And they were not ashamed. And spiritually, don't don't hide things. Be, be open. Don't be ashamed. Tell your wife what your weaknesses are. The wife tells the husband. The last thing, sex and reproduction, is just God's plan for sex is not to just have enjoyment, but it's to have children and to reproduce. Amen? But it must be done in marriage. All of you having sex and you're not married, it's God is not happy with you. All of you that's enjoying sex and you're not married to that woman, God is not happy with you. And you must, let me tell you, it's a big uh, problem that the human race face. But if you study the Bible carefully, God allowed many sins to go unpunished. But every time there was sexual immorality, God got very disturbed. The, the burning of Sodom and Gomorrah. The fire that came from heaven was because they went, they took sex to another level. Men had sex with men. People had sex with animals. I'm sure there was even child abuse. And there was what you call orgies. One man with five women. It's like a pleasure for a, for, a, for a season. But God, he gets angry with that thing. And lastly, let me tell you this about sex. You see, sex is not just a nice feeling. That's the physical aspect. You leave behind a deep spiritual wound. Because every time a man enters a woman, there's a blood transfusion. Huh? And the life of the flesh is in the blood. Never forget. You can take the sperm of a man under a microscope. You'll find blood DNA. That's why when they check if it's your child, they must, they must take the blood of the father, the blood of the child, because you have transfused your blood into that woman. And because the life of the person is in the blood, you leave your life in that lady forever. 
and your devils and your demons will haunt her forever. She can be, she can be married, but it will, that memory is, is always is rewinding in the memory. I slept with Dick, Tom, and Harry. So you have multiple personalities. So when we say don't have, it's not just we, we want to spoil your fun. The spiritual implications and the hurt of the, of the future is too much for you to bear. Yes. Fight to stay pure. Young girls, be like Mary. And the angel will visit you and say, Girl full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women. The Bible emphatically uses the term, She was a virgin. If that was not important for God, why did He emphasize it so strong? The angel came to Nazareth. He looked for a woman who was a virgin. She got married and she had many children. But God was pleased with her to birth in her Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Sex and reproduction outside marriage leads to many problems. Stepchildren, sexually transmitted diseases, many other things. God's design, one man, one woman. Leave and cleave. Be a companion, be a friend. Never stop being a friend to your wife and your husband. Be open, openness. They were both naked and not ashamed. Genesis 1, 26 and 28. Let's go 28. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. Have dominion over the fish and the fowl of the sea. Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful. Stand, here's the two. There's the fruit. Here they are. I didn't think so much. My wife also controlled the number. I, later I discovered, hey, I should have had more. Why only two? And she has already planned the whole thing. But they are blessed because they were born within the marriage. Two years after we were married, this one came. Then some years later, that one came. And it's by grace. I'm not posting, but it's, a, it's, a, it's the biblical pattern. Meet her, marry, then have sex, then they come. Now they are blessed and they are fortunate because there are so many advantages they have that you might not have. So if you were born like that, your mother and father didn't, couldn't help it, but you have a chance also to reproduce. Rather first wait, wait. Get married properly to the right person. Come to pastor and say, pastor, I like this one. Or go to a good, one of your pastors. Say, I like this one. And all you girls taking outside the church people, it's very risky. Very risky. Very risky. 
say, you know, one day I'll bring him to BMI. <laughs> they were born in marriage in, in wedlock, right? In wedlock. They are not angels, but they are a father to beat them if they were out of order. Isn't it? This woman would never be able to handle these two characters. She wouldn't. They were wild. This one looks calm now, but I was there when she was a baby. She climbed on top of cupboards. She was drinking turpentine in the garage. And, hey, broke her arm, fell from the piano. What is a baby doing on a piano? This one, we could never find him. He's always in the trees, highest trees. This one ran over Halt Road with two, two lane cars coming this way, that way, just to tease her parents. This one, four years old. By God's grace, the cars couldn't knock her. But it's the joy of our marriage. We had these two rascals, ragamuffins. And today they are working in the church, serving the Lord. And you can have also a good wedding, a marriage. But I'm not thinking, uh, 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 it's, it's, it's all like this to the end. I keep praying every day for my wife. She must pray for me. We must pray for our marriage that God must keep us. Because Satan wants to destroy marriages. So what he will do, I had some other stuff I wanted to show you, but time is, I'm going to close. Time was, uh, show you how the husband and wife grow apart. See, stay, stay with your wife. Stay. Have fun together. Enjoy together. And God will bless you. Amen. Clap for Jesus. And I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> So you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.